Warning, this podcast may offend some people unintentionally. So if you get offended easily, you are advised to turn off now. And if you're still here listening, thanks and enjoy the show. What's up with the world? It's your boy CBJ. You are tuned into the Sleep Talking Podcast. I am your host, Sleepy J. I am back with another one. It is episode... 80 guys man i can't believe i've done 80 episodes of this but i am back again hopefully you guys are all doing well before i get into my topics into what we are going to talk about today i am just going to give a recap on what i've been up to so if you don't follow me on my social medias my tiktoks my instagrams my uh youtube and whatnot um each and every night for the last uh 50 days or so uh, I've been making sure that I post something, short video, usually about a minute, give or take a few seconds. Uh, maybe it's a story, maybe it's positive vibes or whatever. But I've been doing that for, again, 50 days now, uh, mostly because uh, I've seen this thing that said that if you posted consistently for 90 days, you go viral. So I'm trying to put that theory to the test and seeing how that works out for me. Um, so I've been doing that. So if you guys follow, please uh, continue to follow, share, and all that good stuff. If you guys don't, I understand too. Uh, but that's what I've been working on. Um, I've been going on this nostalgia ride, um, talking to the homie Frost, um, just because we do that from time to time. We talk about all the shows we've done, all the events we've done, just kind of laugh about them, things like that. But, you know, we got a, we got a long history of, uh, doing music together, and whatnot so that's why it happens um we just remind each other about different times or different people different events that we've gone through uh but we're working on some uh shows for the year 2024 um the things that could potentially work out you know we still a lot of work has to be done a lot of details have to be worked out but we're working on them now um details to shows and things like that so we can't announce anything yet but we will be doing it as soon as we can um, you know, that's very fun and important to me. Um, I, I, if, if you guys don't know, like this grind in the music industry is hard. Like when you're trying to, um, build a fan base or, you know, keep the fan base that you have, it's, it's a hard grind cause you gotta, you know, create content, whether that's music, whether it's videos, whether it's audio of some sort, you know, you gotta constantly be creating stuff to keep people engaged and not forget about you because, you know, it's a very fickle business. You know, there's always somebody else blowing up, you know, getting more and more attention. So, um, but all that to being said, like, it's also fun. Like, I don't, I don't hate, like, I, I hate the, the have to grind, the have to, like, we have to do something and don't know necessarily what we're doing. Like, I hate that part of it. Um, the fun part to me is the instant gratification, right? Like whenever I get to do an event and I get to do the show, like that to me is why I do it. Like the connection with the people and the following, like that's why I do it. Like it's not necessarily the other stuff. Like I don't necessarily always like everything else because it's stressful. It's stressful to to get a song done right. It's stressful to uh, put a show together. It's stressful to interact with 
all these different things. But when it goes off right or it connects well with the audience that you're trying to connect with, like that's what makes it all worth it. So, um, you know, talking to Frost and just saying like why we're still in the game and why we're still doing it, like that's what it's for. But nonetheless, um, that's what I've been up to. Like I said, just working on some some events for next year. Uh, if you guys are interested, uh, my cousin, my artist, uh, Chris Chaos, has a new EP coming out on December 1st. So make sure you guys check that out uh, and, you know, stream it, run those numbers up, let everybody know about it. I see everybody following and participating in the uh, in the podcast, and I want to thank you guys for doing that. So, again, continue to, to share it with your friends and your family. You know, it's Thanksgiving week, so I'm hopefully you guys are listening to this uh, this week and you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, maybe whenever you need some downtime from dealing with your family, that's why you're listening to this episode. Uh, but yeah, you know, it is it is that time of year right now. I'm just, you know, that's also why I get nostalgia. Like at this time, like I start thinking about all the things that I've done and all the people I've been around and who aren't around. So I get very uh, nostalgic around this time. But that's what I've been up to. That's what's been going on with me. Let's go ahead and get started with the show. So um, let's see. What did we have in the news this week? Um Boosie, uh, Lil Boosie, he has um, stated that Rod Wave has been uh, has taken a sample from him, and he was planning on sending paperwork about that. Uh, he said there's a lot of people that steal from him all the time, and they don't get the the samples cleared, and they were all going to get served. Uh, it's kind of a big deal, I, you know. Uh, sampling music and not getting samples cleared, I think, is a uh, Interesting thing, I understand as an artist, you don't want to feel like you're, you're putting out music and someone else is getting rich off of your hard work. Um, but those laws are kind of weird to me. Like, because sampling is one thing. Like, I get it if you steal someone's, like, blatant lyrics. Like, if I, if I go and take your hook and, and put it on my song, I get that. If I take a, a verse from you... And rewrap it. I, I I get that. That that to me is blatant stealing, uh, and and that if you if you don't get it cleared, like it's blatant stealing. I get that much of it. The part that I don't get is now these laws have gotten to be so crazy where, if it feels the same as the last song that you're saying that they did. So let's let's say, um, actually, perfect example. So, um, what was that song that um. T.I. and uh, Blurred Lines. That's the song. Uh, Blurred Lines, they got sued because they said that it sounded too much like a Marvin Gaye song. Not a song in particular. I think maybe they did pull a song in particular. But it wasn't that they sampled it. It wasn't that they remade it. It was the fact that it, it gave the same vibe as that song. And T.I. and um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. The guy that was married to Paula um, Patton. Um, oh, man, I can't remember his name at this moment. And I don't want to keep saying um, um, while I'm trying to think of it. So, anyways, uh, yeah, they wound up getting sued over that song. And they lost. And I didn't know how to feel about it. I still don't know how I feel about it. Because, again, I don't know how you can say the song was inspired. Like, how uh, inspired how you can drive inspiration from a song or a movie or something and then get sued for it saying that it was stolen. Like, no, I, I, I piggybacked off of this thought, but I did my own 
version of what I would like to have done. Like, I feel like that's all creation is, right? Like, if you paint a banana and then I added uh, oranges and apples to it, like, how are you going to say that I stole your banana? Like, no, I just painted my own banana and added some oranges to it and apples to it because that's how I did it. Like, that's the way I see it. And maybe I see it that way because I I haven't made it to a level of stardom where if you steal a, a song and then do do the same thing to me, but I just, I don't know. I feel like just stealing a, I don't know. I don't feel like it's stealing. That's the moral of it. Like, not if it's a vibe check. Like, not if we're saying, like, this song sounds very similar because, like I said, maybe if you, you, again, a bowl of fruit and then instead of having a bowl of fruit, you painted a, a apple tree or something and saying, like, oh, yeah, I was inspired by this bowl of fruit to make this apple tree or whatever the case is. Like, that to me are two different things, and I don't know how they can uh, implement that. I will say though, um, recently Ed Sheeran had a lawsuit, and he was getting sued again for something similar to it, and he was able to prove in court that a lot of chords are interchangeable, and you can pretty much play any song using those chords. And uh, he was able to win that lawsuit. He didn't get in trouble for his sampling. Um, that they were trying to say he was doing. So maybe we'll see a little bit of the pushback as far as for sampling goes and that or sampling in the sense of, you know, vibe checks. Like in, it sounds too similar to this one. Like that's hard. Like when you're using the same instruments, when you're using the same uh, chord progressions and whatever, like it's, it's hard whenever you're talking, using music theory to, to do something like that. But when you're, but when you're stealing blatant lyrics or you're stealing blatant guitar riffs or whatever, like th- that's different. Like that's a different situation. Like that's exact copying. Like if you're copying something, that to me is a sample or that is a, uh, that's a reason why you need to get samples cleared or something like that. But if you're, if you're remaking or if you're making your own version of something uh, based off of how you feel it comes out, I feel like that's different. Uh, basically, if I if, if we're both using a blue crayon, but you're saying uh, my light blue is the same as your dark blue or your navy blue, and I'm copying it by using the blue in general, like no, they're di- they're different shades, they're different, they're different, but they're similar. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's my personal take on that. But um, anyways, yeah, Boosie Boosie did speak on it. Rod Wave has said that you know send me the paperwork, I'll pay you for the sample, whatever. So. Um, that was a big thing in the news as far as for hip-hop was concerned. Uh, Snoop Dogg trolled everybody saying that he was quitting smoke and everyone uh, smoking. And everybody thought he meant he was going to quit smoking weed. They thought that, uh, oh, man, I can't believe that Snoop Dogg must be sick. Something's wrong. Da, 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 da. I've seen it from other people. And I remember a time when Snoop Dogg did quit smoking, actually, because he was, like, coaching young kids. And he felt like he needed to. Obviously, he didn't stay forever. But, you know, he did quit. This was just a troll, though, because he had a new product that he has, like a smokeless burner or something like that that he had come out. Uh, But he trolled everybody with it. Everyone bought into it. People were saying, oh, I'm going to quit smoking, too. I'm going over here. I'm going over there. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. And then it just turned out that he was talking about a smoker. Um Music-related news is of stuff that's come out. Uh, Queen Nyjah has come out with a new EP. I'm a fan of hers. I like her music. I found her online with her medicine a few years ago, her medicine song that she had, and then 
Uh, been kind of following her career. She's got a new EP called After the Butterflies. Uh, I did a small preview of it. I like it. She's got Monica on there. She's got uh, LMA. She's got uh, Young Boy NBA, NBA or I don't know, one of those. In, in, I don't know. Young Boy something or another's on there too. Um, I like the LMA song that she's got. Uh, she's got some good songs on there. Like I said, I, I just kind of did a quick skim through, but it, I am a fan of Queen Nyjah. She's got some good music. I like her voice. Um, so I follow her a little bit. So if you guys are interested in uh, Queen Nyjah's music, want to listen to some R&B that's you know, somewhat decent, or not somewhat decent. If it's very decent, it's good music. I like it. Um, it's definitely something worth checking out, in my opinion. Um, Andre 3000 had a new album that everybody's been talking about. It's eight songs. Um, he is not rapping on it. He has stated it several times in several different ways. He says it in the notes of the album. He says it uh, in a couple interviews and things like that. He says that he doesn't know. He's like, he wants to rap, but he doesn't know what he's supposed to rap about because he raps about experiences. He's like, what am I supposed to rap about? Like colonoscopies and things like that. I think it's funny. Like, it's a funny thing for him to... um, to talk, like say like what am I supposed to do because like you have a lot of fifty year old plus rappers rapping still right you got Eminem still rapping Snoop Dogg still rapping like crazy you still got uh you know we we we've we've grown up in hip hop you know I don't feel like you know no one says that you're too old to make rock and roll music no one says that you're too old to make country music so why do we have to be too old to make hip hop um, but you know uh, I did give it a quick glance. Um, it sounds like, I won't say it sounds like elevator music, but it definitely is some vibe music. It is something that you would listen to maybe while you're trying to meditate or in some sort of, um, just calming state. It's not meant for you to probably listen to while you're driving It'll probably put you to sleep unless you need relaxing sounds to listen to while you're driving. Cause you have extreme road rage. Um, someone told me it's supposed to have a frequency of healing. So maybe if you need some uh, spiritual healing, you should check it out. Um, I'm definitely going to try and sit down and listen to it more, uh, at home on a personal note, just to kind of see what it feels like. I did hear a couple of things that I liked when I listened, when I skimmed through it, uh, personally, but yeah. And the big headline this week was about Diddy had some more legal troubles. Now, when I wrote it down, um, he had, did just come out, but Cassie Ventura, Diddy's longtime former girlfriend uh, for I don't know how many years. I think they were together for about 10 years. Uh, came out, said that she was suing Diddy for years of abuse, uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse, uh, being drugged, uh, blackmailing, things of that nature. Uh, they did have a settlement that did get uh, taken care of within 24 hours of this news coming out. Um, and I'm not going to speculate like everyone else. There has been some pictures of Diddy since then where he was looked like he was in agonizing pain, stressing out, talking to his, uh, his people that work with him, uh, because of some footage or phones, uh, messages that he's gotten. Uh, it makes him look like he's very sick over it. Uh, and then again, maybe it's cause he just settled out of court for an uh, undisclosed amount. And that that's the part that's getting him sick. But uh, I think that's uh, how do you call it? Um, they they've they're playing on some pictures that now that we have 
some sort of context. Like, it might not be the real context, but uh, when you change the storyline of a situation, right? Like I remember <clears throat> a few years ago, I talked about it on the podcast whenever uh, there was uh, so-called victims of Michael Jackson's um, abuse, they were saying like, oh yeah, when he did this commercial, he looked so creepy with the kid because he was just like, the way he was holding him and hugging him and whatever, but you villainized him before you started talking about it. So like you put the the sick image in somebody's head of saying like, um, what do they call it? I think in court they call it like leading the witness where you start to to paint the picture for them so that way they come to their own um their own judgment and and villainizing them you know what i mean so like when you say like oh look at this guy doesn't he look like he's a creep well now that you put it in my head that it's supposed to look like a creep now i look at the person it's like yeah he does look like he's creepy or he's a creep or something sleazy about him they did the same thing with Michael Jackson many years ago, and I'm not saying that Diddy's innocent or whatever. I'm not saying that he's not sick from it. I'm just saying because we know of the recent stuff in the news, and now when you see these pictures, you're automatically assuming that it has to do with it. When it, these pictures could be old, it could have nothing to do with what was being going on in the news. There's also some speculations that uh, him and uh, was it Young Miami or yeah him and Young Miami are have broken up or maybe it's JT I don't remember one of the city girls whoever the city girl that he's he's been known to be dating supposedly they're they are breaking up now he wants to clean up his image and that's based off of what I read on the shade room as far as for that but uh, he did set a lot of court with Cassie um, I personally I'm not excited but the only way. I, I was excited to it in the sense, like, I'm not excited in a happy way, but I was excited to see, like, oh, shit, um, Diddy might wind up going to jail for this. And he still might. I mean, there's been some rumors that he's uh, under a uh, uh, a criminal charge looking into this now um, because now there's speculations with his ex, uh, Kim Porter, and then there's been rumors about Wale being... Uh, hung over a balcony so there's a lot of things that are starting to circulate a lot of former uh, artists started coming out after this um aubrey from danny decane uh i don't know if anyone else took it the same way but the way i took the clip that was surfacing was where she was saying it made it seem as though maybe diddy tried to um tried to sleep with her or tried to do something with her that she wasn't necessarily comfortable with, whether it was of sexual nature or not. I took it. It sounded like it was of sexual nature, but it could have been something else. Um, but yeah, so you got all these different artists coming out, you know, backing Cassie or, and saying, you know, all these different things about their experiences. So it's, we have to wait and see what's going to happen. Uh, I just think it, I was like, when I said I got excited about it, cause like there's also that case of Keefy D, who has said that Diddy paid to have uh, uh, Tupac killed. And, um, you know, you got Gene Dill out here, you know, saying his two cents constantly. You got a lot of people out here that are making a lot of very strong accusations about Diddy and his whole situation that does not look good. And, I mean, so long as they're just conversations and, and speculations, it's, it's not a big deal other than it hurts his reputation. But I do know, like, if, if one, you know, you know the saying, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. So if they're constantly saying the same thing, someone's saying, 
oh, I watched him do this or I seen him uh, put a hit out on this person or, you, you, you know, he physically assaulted this person and that person. Um, those are probably true. Like one person does it, two people do it. It's probably true. Like he's starting like these these rumors are starting to rack up against Diddy. And when, when the Keefe D situation came about, for those that don't know, like Keefe D is a guy. He's a uh, he's a crip from California. Uh, he was the uncle of the guy that Tupac supposedly jumped um, in Vegas, whatever. And uh, he was supposedly in the car and involved in the shooting of Tupac. And for me, as a huge Tupac fan, I'm kind of curious to see like if if this guy saying yeah, did he pay him to do it? Uh, and he goes to jail. Diddy's also uh, guilty by like for murder for murder for hire. Like I don't know if they can prove it somehow. If they can prove more beyond than his story um, that he was involved, like that's that's crazy. Like that all these years later, it finally comes out that you know this is you know how it happened. Um, it's it, that's to me like it's so shocking that it, it is exciting to finally see, like we could finally see potentially someone go to jail over that murder but then like someone like diddy has been so public and such a public figure for so long now we're starting to look at it like man could he really go to prison for this case like is it going to be over the the uh tupac murder is it going to be over these sexual assault uh allegations is it going to be over uh you know, all these other allegations of assaulting, you know, people in general. I mean, because we do have a history of him assaulting people, uh, too. You know, he, he assaulted Nas's manager back in the day for the You Can Hate Me Now video. He's assaulted Drake. He's assaulted uh, supposedly Wale. Like, there's a lot of people that are saying that he's been running around beating up people for many years. So uh, he could get in trouble for all of those things. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just there's a lot of things that are not looking good for Diddy. And. I'm a fan of him as far as for like his persona of being a fly guy that just talks, you know, the way he talks and he, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's a, a shrewd businessman and I don't necessarily always agree with the things that he does, but I am a fan of his persona, uh, to a degree. Um, I'm not with all the, the silly goofy shit of him getting himself in these type of situations where he's playing the tough guy or anything like that. But, uh, the fly flashy shit in the news or whatever, like I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, being with these pretty women, like I'm cool with that. Um, you know, talking fly, sound of fly, like that's I'm cool with all that. But all the other sh- negative shit that he's getting in trouble with, I'm not cool with. Especially being like I was a huge Tupac fan. I'm still a huge Tupac fan. Um, and I do think to some degree, like everything that Cassie said was probably, well, I don't want to say everything was probably true, but I do want to say like, I do think he, he stifled her career. I mean, she was signed to bad boy. She only had like one, I don't even know if she had an album come out. I know she had the one single that, that came out and uh, nothing else. And she supposedly signed like a 10 album deal. Like, it's fucking crazy, but I know how record deals go as far as for that. Like it was probably like, if I don't recoup or things go well, you know, we can kind of keep going for so long. Like I get that aspect of it, but, um, you know, I hope for his sake that he's innocent in the, in, in the sense that he hasn't, he has no ties to the, the Tupac murder. I hope that he doesn't have any ties to doing any like sexual assault or abuse, uh, 
just because I don't I don't want to see anybody get in trouble or have to go to jail over something that you know isn't true. Um, but at the same time, if it is true, then he deserves everything he's gonna that, that's coming his way too. Um, I don't know. That's my take on it. Like, don't don't take anything I said to be um, legal legally. What's going to happen? Just take it as like these are all the rumors and speculations that are coming out, um, and we have to sit back and watch as this develops and see. Maybe maybe this is just a hard time for the next week or two, and then. Nobody speaks of it again. So, uh, but anyways, that's all the news topics I wanted to talk about for this week. This week, I do want to talk about Lil Wayne's greatness um, as a as an artist. Like, you might not be a huge fan of Lil Wayne, but you have to give him respect for being one of the greatest artists in hip hop history. Um, just based on his longevity. First of all, he's been around since the nineties. He had a run in the 2000s and the 10s. He's still around in, in the 20s. He still makes headway and things of that nature. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things for me. Like, I wasn't a big fan of him in the uh, late 90s whenever he started coming out. He had one album that came out. I was a huge fan of that one album. And then he kind of died down as this groups died down. Uh, you know, in hip-hop, most record labels, most crews, you get about two, maybe three years at the peak of your career. Like you pop in for like two or three years and then you die out, next person in type of thing. And um, in the 90s, you know, we had, uh, so we went from like the Death Row era, we went to the uh, No Limit era, and then as No Limit was starting to die down, then you had Cash Money that came in right at the turn into the 2000s. And when they came in, like they ran. You know, they were running for for like a year or two, just like everybody else. Then they fizzled down. Nobody was really talking about cash money for a couple of years. And then around the mid-2000s, Lil Wayne resurfaces with the Carter series and all the mixtapes. And he just, he was on fire. And he ran that from like, let's say, 04. Like, he started bubbling with the mixtapes and whatever, did the Carter series and what was it, 04, 05, and then he did the Carter 2, and, like, that run just, like, set him on fire, and he was on fire until about probably 2012, Um, and then, he, you know, he just kind of simmered from there, and he's been simmering ever since, and he's still, like, he's got a new album out with um, 2 Chains. Uh, It's it's a dope, you know, I haven't heard it, but the singles that I've heard is kind of fire, and like it's it's very unheard of. Everyone talks about how Drake's been running the game for ten years, but he's running the game off of uh, Little Wayne's back. Like Little Wayne ushered him in, and then like it would. I think one would believe if one person could do it, he could show someone else how to do it. So um, that being said, I mean Little Wayne is one of the greatest just because of his longevity. He's still staying current, still staying relevant. Um, Not that we haven't seen it. You know, we've seen LL Cool J in the game this long. We've seen Will Smith in the game this long. We've seen Ice Cube in the game this long. But we haven't seen them hit the the peak and then, like, constantly stay at the top ten, stop, you know, constantly top ten songs, constantly top ten albums, constantly, like, at the top of the game conversations in that whole time. You know what I mean? Like, he's been putting in a lot of work over the years, and a hard thing for me to even come to is like I was if if you if you guys know me personally like you guys know I'm a no limit fan. I think Master P was like the greatest thing to happen to the hip hop 
industry. He made some of the best music of his time frame. But we can't talk about Cash Money without talking about No Limit. And you can't talk about No Limit without talking about Cash Money because they're both from the southern states of uh, New Orleans or Louisiana, New Orleans in particular, the city of New Orleans. Like, there's a lot that ties them together. There's a lot of, you know, uh, implied beef from their neighborhoods and things of that nature. And I hate to say it, but I think cash money has surpassed no limit. Like they have it as far as for stars, like cash money's had a lot more stars, a lot more people that have, uh, been well known for being on cash money, young money, all in one lineage. No Limit has had multiple runs as well. Like No Limit had the uh, No Limit run. Then they did the new No Limit. Now I think they did the uh, No Limit Forever. And like Masterpiece says, he's like uh, he's out of music. He's doing everything else other than music. But um, I you know like I said, I, I it hurts me to say that because I was such a No Limit fan. I love the the music that they made. But truth be told, like they didn't make music for the masses. You know that's where. Uh, cash money, you know, kind of, you know, lived. They made uh, singles that were meant to be played on the radio, meant to be played for the masses. Not that Master P and the Nolan Soldiers didn't try to do that, but they, they definitely lived in the um, the up and coming of hip hop. Like they didn't, they didn't really live in the uh, in the peak of of uh, hip hop becoming a major, um, what do they call it? Like the, the most played music genre or biggest music genre of its time. Like they were definitely in the, uh, building stages of it. They helped get, get there, but they weren't the ones to be able to be a part of it whenever it was there. Uh, I just like, like I said, I liked a lot of the artists on no limit. I liked a lot of the beats that they had at the time, uh, and I, I think it was Master P's business mindset that he was always, you know, looking to build businesses and work with people and help people. He wasn't always just like trying to be money hungry, which you don't hear many people in the music industry that aren't like just in it for the the label itself or in it for their themselves, their self gain. Like Master P was trying to help as many people as possible. But cash money is, you know surpassed them you know there's definitely countless of artists that have come through the cash money young money umbrella you got Nicki Minaj you got Drake you got Lil Wayne you have Tyga you got um I don't know so so many artists you could sit here and and name and talk about uh that have come through and, and even like veterans like they cash money even had um who was it mystical went there for a hot second you had uh uh, Mac 10 was over there for a hot second, you know, Bow Wow was over there for a second. Like you, they've had their hands on a lot of people, a lot of, you know, things they've made a lot of money for people. They've had their discrepancies too. But, um, through all of that, Lil Wayne has stayed with cash money, stayed, you know, started his own label with young money and has his people or whatever. But, uh, somehow, some way Lil Wayne is so involved in, in hip hop that he is still relevant after 30 years in this industry, which is dope and commendable, especially because he's not, I mean, he's, he's older compared to like a 18 year old hip hop artist today, but he's not old in the sense that like, I mean, he's been in the industry for 30 years. And I think he's only like, 
barely 40, if he's even 40 yet. Like, it's crazy. Maybe he's barely over 40 now, but for him, he, he was always the young person, and you don't realize how young he was until you look at, like, oh, man, he's been in it since, like, 97, and he's only 42, you know what I mean? Like, or 40, whatever he is. But uh, I just want to take this time to give Cash Money their flowers and respect for being in the industry for as long as I have. I want to take time out saying how great uh, Little Wayne is just to be relevant today. Um, you know, one would stand to say, like, the reason why I had to take this time and say that is because, like, I grew up, you know, listening to the Tupacs, the Snoop Dogs, the the Master P's, um, and a lot of kids these days may have heard of those people, or maybe you've heard of Tupac because Tupac is like the the hip hop version of Elvis. Like everyone knows him and Biggie, but you know everyone else, you know whatever. But Lil Wayne has been relevant for so long. Like um, a lot of people maybe have never listened to Tupac or listened to Biggie or listened to those people because they were listening to everything Lil Wayne was doing leading up to this. So I don't know. I just wanted to take that time talk about. You know, like I said, Lil Wayne's greatness for the run that he's had. Give him respect for all the mixtapes he's done, all the albums that he's done, the beefs that he's, you know, survived, all all of that. Um, I don't know. I know he's not everybody's favorite, but I, I have to respect the, the fact that he's experimented. He's done a rock album. He's done, uh, you know, rapping. He's been on... I don't know, pop songs. I don't know. He, he's done a lot, and I just wanted to give him that respect. That's who I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, I'm not sure what I will do for 81, episode 81, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, guys, that is my episode for this week. Hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys get to spend time with your friends, your family. I hope you guys get to eat plenty of food, have a good time. I'm sending you lots of love, light, positive thoughts, and prayers. If you guys would be so generous, please share the podcast. Let people know that I got it. Anyone you know that likes hip-hop, anyone you know that likes music, anybody you know that likes to talk uh, things in the news, please share it with them. Help me grow the podcast. I have a goal in mind. I'm trying to get something done in the next six to eight months, and it's with you guys helping me out. If you guys could also rate it on uh, Spotify, if you could rate it on uh Apple Podcasts, you know, give me some star reviews. I would greatly appreciate that. I will, uh, it only helps me be seen and heard by more and more people. Also, guys, if you can follow me on my TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, threads, um, all of my social media, it's at SleepyJ. That's S L E E P underscore E underscore J. Um, I am posting things more and more. Like I said, I have this goal in mind for the next six to eight months. I'm really in grind mode. So if you guys would, please help me get there. Spread the word. Hit those like buttons. Leave some comments. Do whatever it is you you, you know you can to help me uh, be seen. If you guys are enjoying it or don't enjoy it, let me know. Like help me help me fix what I'm putting out so that way we can uh, work together and get what we want out of this podcast or out of my music. But in the meantime, guys, take it easy. I'm out.